You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the MLB Extras Kansas City Royals podcast. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, joined by Jeffrey Flanagan, Royals beat reporter for MLB.com. Jeffrey, um, what day do you expect the Royals to sign Bryce Harper or Manny Machado? When will that be? <laughs> I think the first day of the winter meeting, so you better get there you know, on the Sunday before because it's going to be okay. huge. So get, there, get there bright and early. Be, be ready. Have the coffee ready. Uh, yeah. right, you're right. So, yeah, no, we know it's going to be a quieter winter in, in Kansas City, but uh, there was some good news this past week. Uh, Alex Gordon and Salvador Perez both uh, added some gold gloves to their mantle. They already had quite a few. And uh, it's kind of become a, a royal tradition there for the, for those guys to get that honor. Yeah, and actually a team tradition too, because since 2013, uh, no team in baseball has accumulated more Gold Gloves. And I know Dayton Moore, the general manager, takes a lot of pride in that. Um, and with Salvi, you know, I think he was uh, you know not happy with the fact that uh, he had won four in a row going into last year, and Martin Maldonado very deservingly got the Gold Glove last year, and. Uh, he talked a little bit about this year. He has a lot of respect for Martin, but he really wanted to get that gold glove back. And I thought he had a terrific year. Uh, I think he threw out 52% of the of caught stealing base runners, and, and that's a phenomenal rate. And and really improved his uh, defensive skills behind the plat behind the plate as well. And with Alex, I mean Alex Gordon, he's become the gold standard. You know, pun intended, uh, in left field. I mean, he just had another terrific year. Number six for him and. Uh, you know, and, and he actually hit a little bit at the end of the year, too. So I think that's uh, a cause for some optimism going into what will be his final year of a four year, seventy two million dollar deal uh, in 2019. Yeah, I mean, even when things were going off the rails for Gordon offensively, he, he still delivers with the glove. He's 34 years old now. How does he maintain that that elite play? I, I think it's you have in your story, 91 career assists uh, going back to 2010. How does he maintain that elite level of play defensively as he advances in age? Uh, he hasn't had a carbohydrate in like seven years. Um, I think that's one reason. I mean, I, I've never seen anybody so physically fit and so dedicated to uh, his diet. Uh, I mean, he might eat a half a cheeseburger a year, and that's it. I mean, it's just few, food to him is just fuel, and so and he works out. He's you know he's obviously very religious about that, and just stays in great shape and. Uh, his pregame workout is unparalleled. Um, you know, he, he takes BP and uh, out in left field and, and treats every ball hit to him like it's the, the ninth inning of the Game 7 of the World Series. I mean, he, he just has such great reads on balls. And, and of course, he mentioned the assists. Um, still got that infielder's strong arm and accurate arm. And uh, people who run on him are foolish, but they do anyway. And so he's got the most assists, tied for the most assists uh, in baseball since 2011. So Gordon's uh, sixth gold glove, Salvi's fifth. But uh, in addition to adding the gold glove, Salvador Perez has added a gold band uh, to his hand. Uh, He got married (laughs) recently. We saw the pictures on Instagram, the videos. Um, A royal wedding, Jeffrey. How about that? That's pretty cool. I mean, we we often saw his wife uh, on the road at home. uh, And I think they have at least one uh, little son. um, And... He was often in the clubhouse too, and 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 I think you know Salvi's obviously very happy with this development, and um, you know going forward, uh, it's good for him. I know uh, some former te- some teammates, some former teammates in the crowd there. Eric Hosmer was there, mm-hmm. and, and those guys have such a bond, you know, coming up together, and no matter where uh, 
you know, big league life happens to take them, in Hosmer's case, to San Diego, uh, they, they shared something special together. Well, yeah, and Haas, you know, kept his home uh, in South Florida, and Salvi moved there specifically so they could work out uh, last offseason together, and so they saw each other every single day, so uh, very, very close friends. All right, let's talk about some procedural stuff with the Royals. Uh, somewhat recent trade acquisitions, Nate Carnes and Brandon Moore basically did not work out so well, Jeffrey, and uh, those guys are now free agents. Yeah, they, they, they wanted to get them off the 40. Um, in Karn's case, he was going to be arbitration eligible, and and, they, and actually both players are going to be arbitration eligible. And uh, interesting stories with both guys. They got, you know, Carnes from the, the Mariners for Gerard Dyson two years ago, uh, showed a lot of potential that first year, then got hurt in May. Uh, last spring showed up, looked great. Uh, and we, we were penciling him as a, as a number three or four starter, going into the last week of the season. And all of a sudden, uh, he went on the DL, and basically we never saw him again. He, he stayed in Kansas City for a while, rehabbed, he had some elbow issues, then vanished to uh, Arizona at, at their spring training facilities for probably three-fourths of the summer. And uh, they just couldn't uh, you know, get him healthy. He couldn't stay healthy. And terrific arm, terrific guy, just, just couldn't get there. And so uh, he, they outrighted him. He elected for free agency instead. Uh, Brandon Maurer. You know, he was part of that big trade with the Padres uh, a year and a half ago when the Royals were making their you know final run at a, at a potential playoff spot. And electric arm, you know, can hit 100, 101 miles an hour. But for whatever reason, he just couldn't find his groove with the Royals. Um, he ended up uh, with the worst ERA in franchise history for anyone who threw at least 50 innings. So that kind of tells you how much he struggled in a year and a half. And uh, you know, I don't think the fans are going to cry too much that he's not going to be coming back because he certainly blew a lot of a lot of late inning games. And uh, wish him well; he's he's a good guy, uh, but he needs to find his command somehow. And I, I think somebody out there will probably take a chance with him because when when you got an arm that you know can hit a hundred, somebody will take a chance. Well, things went a little better in the bullpen for Willie Peralta in 2018. And yeah. the Royals already had a team option on him for 2019, but they restructured his deal. What are the details there? Yeah, just uh, basically it's the same amount of money. Um, it, it with, he was going to get a $25,000 buyout uh, anyway and uh, $3 million guaranteed if the Royals exercise that team option. Basically what they do, which they always do with players, they lead the league in mutual options. So they're giving him, I think, 2.25. Uh, next year with a $1 million buyout on a mutual option the following year. It's just kind of an accounting trick that allows them to spread the money out a little bit, defer it to the following year. And uh, they're happy he's coming back. Look, when he went, he took over uh, basically a, a few weeks after they traded Kelvin Herrera, uh, he took over as the closers role. And uh, he was 14 out of 14 in save ops. You know, they didn't have a ton of save ops, but he was 14 out of 14. You know, a lot of them were high water act, but he got the job done. And, uh, and another reason, too, he, he's really a good influence in the clubhouse. Um, he really has a, a positive impact on, on some of the Latin guys, some of the younger guys altogether. And um, I had no doubt they were bringing him back. I wrote it several times. That just made sense. You know, $3 million is cheap in this game, as you know, Anthony. And uh, he will be the closer going into 19. Yeah, what is it about that role for him, Jeffrey? Because yeah, he started 120 games at the big league level with the Brewers. Uh, what is it about the the relief role and the closer role that that works for him? Well, I think that you know I talked to scouts about that before they even signed him last off season, and they said he was a guy 
um, who could be, you know, have electric stuff, a terrific slider, 96, 97 mile fastball. But he would just kind of, to put it bluntly, he would kind of lose focus in games, you know, when he get to the fourth or fifth inning or something like that. And uh, he'd lose focus between starts. And uh, it was frustrating for the Brewers, I know that. Uh, and I thought when the Royals signed him, I thought, and they've had a long tradition, as you know, of, of converting starters into, you know, fireballers in the, in, the, in the pen. And I thought he made perfect sense. So he even amped up his fastball, you know, a couple notches. And pitching three or four or maybe even five times a week is good for his mentality. And, and it keeps him focused, uh, keeps him into the game, you know, between outings. And uh, it just makes sense. And, and he's done a great job. So as you said, Jeffrey, uh, Peralta is locked in for the ninth inning, but the Royals have other work to do in the bullpen this offseason. So our friend Mark Feinsand had a column on MLB.com recently, 30 teams, 30 free agents, you know, picking one guy for every team who makes a lot of sense. Uh, for the Royals, he had lefty Justin Wilson. Uh, we've seen him in the AL Central in the past with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, does that does that feel true to uh, their, their potential approach? Probably not the top end of the bullpen market, of course, but you know, nice mid-range, uh, mid-tier guy? Yeah, whatever it is, it'll be extremely cost-efficient because they're in cost containment role right now. Um, they've, got, they've got about $72 million on the payroll right now. I don't see them going much over 80. Uh, they're trying to, to bankroll some money uh, for, you know, the, the next year, the year after 2019 and the following year, 2021, uh, when they think they can be competitive again. And so to save that money now, uh, they do need to shore up the bullpen. So, you know, Dayton Moore and his staff have been pretty good in the past at finding, you know, reclamation projects. You know, Willie Peralta's one, Ryan Madsen, Joe Blanton. Um, they're good at that and, and, and cost-efficient ways to, to improve a bullpen. You know, I don't think they're going to go out and spend very much money. And Dayton even made that clear at the end of the season that, you know, they're going to do everything with cost in mind. So whoever they do, I don't know what Justin would get on the free agent market, but it would have to be cheap. One last thing, Jeffrey. Uh, they had the Arizona Fall League Stars game, Fall Stars game, uh, the other night at Surprise Stadium, and Royals catching prospect Maybreeze Valoria uh, won that one on a walk-off. And not only did he hit the walk-off home run uh, for the West to edge the East 7-6, to six, but uh, he had an epic bat flip. I mean, the perfect ending to a ball game uh, in our shifting uh, baseball culture. Um, so that was, that was really cool to see. But what can you tell us about Valoria? Yeah, we've actually seen his bat flip before. He came up late in the season in September and, um, you know, got a couple hits and, and, and flipped the bat a little bit too. So he's got some style to his game. But I talked to some scouts the, uh, after his first start. And uh, after about two innings, one of the scouts, an uh, American League scout, turned to me and said, this guy can already receive the ball better than 80% of the backup catchers in the American League. So that's pretty high praise already. I'm not saying he's going to be – you know, the next Salvador Perez or, you know, whatever. But um, he's got really good defensive skills. And, and uh, I know he had, he had a really good uh, defensive uh, games down at, at, down at, the, at the Arizona Fall League. So that's his primary strength. Uh, the offense, will, they think, will come later on and, uh, and more bat flips. Yeah, viva the bat flips. All right, good stuff, as always, from our friend Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, thanks for doing this. Thanks, Anthony.